Welcome back to the DGD Podcast. As always, the NCDGD himself, Robert Reynolds, and Mr. Juan Daniels. What's happy up, what's Friday, up? Happy Friday, everybody. Listen, if you're starting early, happy Memorial Day weekend. Let's not forget the fallen, okay? This is what this is about. It's not about veterans currently. They would understand. It's about the fallen. So if you see a veteran, make sure to let them know, hey, we haven't forgot the fallen. That's all you got to do. And be safe. By the way, be safe. But Juan, welcome back, my man. How you doing? Good, good, good. Hey, it's 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 Friday. Uh, you know what? Georgia Bulldogs are still national champions. <laughs> so what 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 do I have to complain about? Yep. Every day I wake up, I put my pants leg one leg on at a time, knowing that we are the champions. Okay, just leaving that there. Uh, as Mister Oliver says, the sixty-three and three DGD is in the place to be. My man, like my hear. man. I'm telling you, we've we've still got to do a show about the 63-3. It's coming, guys. It's coming. Uh, <laughs> we have to talk about that. <clears throat> but let's jump straight into it. Let's jump straight into it. Conference realignment and, you know, conference realignment and potential. What is that? What does it look like, right? What does it look like when Texas and Oklahoma join the, uh, the SEC, right? We've heard tons of shit about different models, different theories, right? Divisions, pods, all this. And we'll go jump straight into this. I'll tell you right now. One, I'm going to let you talk on this too. My feeling, you have to do pods with 16 teams. You just have to. But I want to hear what you have to say about, you know, the divisions versus the pods debate. Yeah. I mean, I, I like – um, I, I like the idea of pods. I also like the idea of um, of the divisions as well. But obviously, too, you want to break it up in a true east west uh, situation, um, you know, where it, and it's going to be equal, even. Obviously, you want to take a Oklahoma and a Texas. I, I mean, I, I don't want them playing in the same division. I actually kind of want them to be split up. Um, again, you, you don't want a Georgia, Alabama. Uh, those, those big heavy hitters all in one, you know, where you're just having one side that's going to be top heavy or, you know, or, or you're going to have, you know, some pods that's just going to be top heavy. You, you know, you just kind of have to mix it up a, a little bit because nobody wants to see, honestly, the Vanderbilts and the Missouris, you know, playing each other or, you know, Vanderbilt versus South Carolina. You know, you want to see some some big time heavy hitting football. You know, I'm with you now at the same time. So we listen today is going to be a graphic based show okay i'm just letting y'all know this for those watching and for those listening we'll do our best to kind of break down what's going on so obviously we've talked about the conference realignment we're going to talk some scheduling right this is this is my proposal for a you know sec schedule right and, and we'll and we'll break it down but my thing one and, and obviously listen this is we can either agree or disagree i'm perfectly fine with it because that's what drives conversation but my feeling for the optimal right? 16 team conference. I think you have to go pods and I'm going to show a graphic that kind of breaks this down and I'll explain. Oh, not the right thing. Sorry guys. All right. So my conference alignment, you look at central East, West and the South, right? I think in the central, you have LSU, Ole Miss, Mississippi state and Missouri. I, I think, you know, looking at that right there, that's kind of geographic based, right? But at the same time, you're still getting some good matchups there. In the East, I think it's simple. Georgia, Florida, Kentucky, and South Carolina. In the West, you've got Arkansas, Oklahoma, A&M, and Texas. Now, I've gotten some feedback from other fans in this conference that, or in, in the you know Texas and Oklahoma fans that just see that not happening, right? Texas A&M and all this other stuff. I think that if Greg Sankey wanted to make it get it done, he would do it. I don't think these schools have the say-so and the power yet especially being new SEC members to be able to do that. And in the South, you've got Bama, Auburn, Tennessee, and Vanderbilt. Now I want to get your thoughts on this one, seeing this for the first time, perhaps, you know, where do you, where do you stand on something like this? Uh, you know, being the new proposed per se uh, conference alignment from pod seven. Um, I, I tell you what, I, I, I do like it. There's a couple of things that I would, I would probably move around. I would take, I would take a Kentucky and move it over to the South. Um, you know, just kind of mix that up a little bit. Um, only just because, you know, you got Vanderbilt, Tennessee, 
and Kentucky. So all of those are going to line up. I, I like the West where, you know, all of those teams are basically right there. It almost kind of reminds you of the old Southwest conference, um, you know, back in the day where you had the Arkansas and the, and Texas and, and, and all that group, um, LSU, Ole Miss, Mississippi state. Um, I, I think that's good. Obviously I, I, I would probably want to, you know, man, that that's a tough one. I, I, I try to probably drop Arkansas into that South, put Missouri over there with that Texas, a&M group, um, you know, because regionally you want them all to just to kind of be kind of be together a little bit and then and just kind of go region. Um, but again, I, I love the pod more so than than, than that, that conference. Look, that pod looks actually looks really, really good. You know, I think in a sense right here, right, like as we go into the scheduling, right, I want everybody to understand that, like what you're seeing right here in, in my head, right, from the criteria for scheduling, right, I, th I think it'll make sense. So if we need to, after we talk scheduling, right, I can post this back up and you'll kind of get a picture for where I'm going with it. OK, so I want to keep that in mind. And listen, if you're in the brigade right now, feel free to feel free to let us know what you think, man. If, it, if it's a shitty take of let me know. Listen, that's what we're here for. So be real, be honest. That's what we're here for. Uh, you know, but listen, I, as it stands right there, you know, when it comes down to it, I think it'll make sense as well. Uh, Juan, my criteria, though, for, uh, you know, for the conference schedule, though, right? So for me, I think, and it might sound crazy, but I'll explain it. You have your three pods, right? Your three games against your pod members. And it's and then two permanent crossovers, two. And the reason why I say that is this. If you have two, right, you can sit there and preserve a, a, an old traditional rivalry, right? And you because if we go back, right, for instance, we'll use Georgia as an example. Georgia would play Florida, Kentucky, and South Carolina, right? But then you could leave yourself questioning, well, what about the deep South Soldiers rivalry, right? You'll see why I'm saying that, but it makes sense when you see the two hypothetical crossover matchups, right? You could also see new rivalries being made, right? When you look at LSU and Florida, per, for instance, right? That's a permanent crossover game that has really become a really good game and, and must-see TV almost, right? Especially when both teams are clicking, right? Juan, um, I want to get your thoughts here. If you had to choose your scheduling – how would you how would you set up your schedule for the SEC slate? Meaning, like you know, how, how am I doing it? Yeah, obviously, I, I would do. Always just you know, that that's been just kind of growing LSU Florida and uh, but, you know you just have to, just kind of have to mix it. But also, if if I'm the SEC, um, I, I don't know if I'm if he, he yeah can it you hear sounds me? Sounds like some we can hear you now. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely, but with the SEC being as big. Have those blockbuster matchups, um, and that's gonna be the biggest thing. Is you know what what kind of blockbuster matchup will we have? I'd love to see you know the, the SEC potential champion each year. I'd love to see them have an opportunity to each each year. Absolutely, and listen. So, like I said, my, my hypothetical matchup is your two permanent crossovers, and what we'll do here is is we'll start off right. We'll start off breaking down each team and their proposed schedule. Now, the remain, I think you have to go to a nine-conference game schedule. So if you're taking three pods, two crossovers, that's five, so you have four remaining. Listen, four round-robin-style games each season is still going to be better than if you were to keep a division, right? Because let's be honest, it is a shame that Georgia has yet to go to Kyle Field and will not until 24. And listen, SEC, uh, Texas a and joined in 2012. Right. We've yet to go since they've joined. And like I said, in 2024, will be our first year going to Cobbfield. That has to change. Right. Things like that have to change. And I think even with four round robin games. Right. 
you'll still see teams playing each other home and home short in a quicker response than what you see right now with our division currently. And especially if you add two more teams to the conference. So what we'll do now, we're going to go ahead and start. We're going to go team by team. Okay. And this, and you'll see, like I said, this is going to be heavy graphics, but this is my proposal, right? Everybody's got their proposals and stuff like this, but this is my proposal and we're going to do it team by team. And first off, we're going to start with Alabama, right? So based off of my theory, Alabama would play each of its pod members, Auburn, Tennessee, Vanderbilt, right? So now you've got the Iron Bowl and Tennessee, Alabama. People might forget that that's actually a good rivalry game, uh, even though Tennessee is kind of shit, has been shit for a minute. And then Vanderbilt, right? But your two crossover games, right? LSU, Oklahoma. And this is why I say this is going to be interesting because you take – a crossover like LSU, listen, LSU-Alabama has been a rivalry game. You've seen some of the best teams, you know, you've seen championships, you've seen national championships for that matter, being played between these two schools. You have to preserve that game, that rivalry. So with that being said, you know, and then you look at Oklahoma, right? Oklahoma joining in, I think that has the potential to be a very good rivalry game to set up moving forward. Right. Setting setting it up for, uh, you know, for the future. Bama and Oklahoma could be a really good matchup. It's a marquee matchup. You could look at, you know, Brent Venables coming in. I'm telling you right now, it has the making for a good rivalry game. Uh, one, what are your thoughts on this as well? Um, again, I, I I would I definitely like the the, the pod set up. I, I would take <clears throat> I know this sounds crazy. I, I would take Tennessee and Vanderbilt out of this pod and then put Georgia, South Carolina in there. Um, I, I, I really feel like, to be honest with you, um, to, to have Tennessee, Vanderbilt and Kentucky and maybe um, another team in there is going to make that one a little bit more competitive, um, you know, for, for, for one of those. And, and even from a recruiting standpoint, because uh it's going to be tough for the Kentuckys, even though Kentucky's done very well this year and they're going to probably have another great year. It's going to be tough for, for Kentucky and Vanderbilt to compete in the, in the SEC, if, if we're being honest, unless they're going to be in a pod where you can sell, tell a, a recruit, hey, listen, uh, you come to Vanderbilt, these, these, this is going to be your pod. You can actually win this pod and you just go out there and we're going to build this program. So, but, uh, you know, uh, and, and then you will always have your Alabama crossover game. Um, I, I do. I do like the crossover or the round robin, you know, especially Alabama with, you know, LSU and, and Oklahoma. That's going to be awesome. You're going to have that, that, that top notch Alabama team welcoming in one of the, the, the new proposed, uh, you know, teams that are, that are going to be coming in. Um, but I, I, I do like this. Like I said, the only thing I would change is, is, is maybe putting Georgia and, and, and South Carolina in this, uh, in this little bracket. I, I would love to see Georgia play Alabama every year. And, and I think the world would like to see it. I mean, just kind of like, you know, Ohio State plays um, Michigan every year, you know, and, and I think that's going to be must see TV um, no, no matter what, because they're going to be the top tier programs. You know, absolutely. I, obviously, listen. So before we go on to the next team, I do want to make sure that people understand, like, listen, when it comes to setting this up, you want to make sure that it, you try to make it as even as possible. Right. So hypothetically, whenever Texas and Oklahoma joins, right, we're looking at teams based off of current models and, and current schedules, current, you know, roster build, everything like this. Outside of when this would be initiated, per se, we can't predict that. So, you know, who's to say like LSU and Oklahoma are, you know, when the, when Oklahoma joins their elite program. So this could be a murder show, per se. Right. So it's balanced. Right. You're not going to like kill yourself in one year. But then, like I said, obviously we can't predict. So think, you know, trying to think too far ahead might be a little bit misconstrued here. Um, but right now, as it stands, you know, I think for me, looking at Auburn, right? Auburn's in a current eh spot, but you have to you have to preserve the Iron Bowl. That's just too big of a matchup, right? Tennessee, like I said, you get the rivalry games there while still in the pod. You're fitting geographically, right? I think. It, to me, looking at the division setup right now, Missouri in the East makes no sense, and I think it needs to change, right? But if you take Auburn and move them to the east, then you have to then you have to worry about losing the Iron Bowl, which for money purposes, you're not going to want to do. So. 
and we're going to talk about Arkansas. So my proposed schedule for Arkansas would be Oklahoma, A&M, and Texas is your pod members, and then your two crossovers would be Vanderbilt and Mississippi State. Yeah, let's, looking at the pod situation right now, right? Listen, the West, based off of my theory, uh, theory it's kind of a murderer's row, honestly. I know Texas hasn't been right good. They were not good last year, whatever. But I don't see them being down forever. So when you have Oklahoma, you have Texas A&M, which is only getting better. Texas right there. Listen, that's a that's a that's a daunting uh, pod setup right there. Um, so you kind of balance it out with Vanderbilt and Mississippi. Listen, if I had my way, Vanderbilt would not be in this conference. Okay, it just would not. But you have to let them play somebody. So. Put them against Arkansas, and then, listen, Mississippi State with Mike Leach is always an X factor, right? You don't know what to expect. You really don't. It's like the Joker card. <laughs> Put Vanderbilt and Mississippi State together, and Arkansas Mississippi State, listen, I've seen some interesting games between Arkansas and Mississippi State. I would expect that to continue. One, what do you see here that you would like to look at? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I like this. I like the matchup uh, uh, again. If you're looking at this this pod, it's the old Southwest pod. You know, you bring in those old rivalries and stuff like that. What will also be interesting about this whole thing is, again, the recruiting battle. Like it's going to be, you know, it, it's not going to just be on the field, but the recruiting battle is going to be out of this world. Um, and so that's where you're really going to have to to fight. And they're going to have to get some great players in there. Everybody's going to want to be if you have this pod, everyone's going to want to be a part of this pod. Yeah, absolutely. So I got so we've got some feedback here. For, uh, one so far, uh, Michael B. Uh, in the brigade says, "No way you can have Bama, Georgia, Oklahoma, et cetera, in the same pods if you go pods." I, I kind of get it, but I'm telling you right now, it would be for some damn good matchups. I'm telling you that. Uh, and and Mister Sixty Three and Three says, "I would love to see Georgia and the Gumps every year too, but he's afraid that it would water down the rest of the conference and also eliminate one of the two uh, from the playoffs more than likely." And I, and I get that concern as well, right? Um, you know, now obviously when you go pods and listen, the talk of potential expansion for the playoffs, right? You might see something like that be able to be possible, and it still not matter to the point where you can still get in the playoffs. However, you you don't necessarily know for sure. So I get Patrick's concern one, I yeah. Do, but I'm telling you right now, from a marquee matchup standpoint, listen. The SEC drives in a ton of money every year, right? The schools get so much money. I want to say it's like $60 million or something like that last year per school to divide up. And it, when Texas and Oklahoma join, I'm telling you, that number is probably going to jump to $100 million plus, okay? It just probably will. I'm just letting you yep. know now. So, you know, I understand that it's a money driver. It really is. You know, but if you have, for instance, in a hypothetical model here of Bama and Georgia in the same pod, like say, for instance, if you had – you know, say Florida, Georgia, Auburn, Alabama, Auburn, Alabama in the same conference or in the pod, how would that, like, I want to hear your thoughts on it. Like, would it be too much or, you know, because did you have to disperse the other teams between the pods? Would it be a balance or what are we thinking? Here? It, it, you know, it, it so it, it kind of reminds you of that whole Ohio state, Michigan. I mean, Ohio state, Michigan, basically for years have run the big 10. Uh, and and they're going to be those marquee matchups, and one of them's going to go, one of them's going to stay uh, when it actually comes to the playoffs. But if you explain it, you know, you expand the playoffs, it's totally going to be it's totally going to be fine, uh, first and foremost. But again, you know, you want to you 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 definitely and, and yeah, Rude said it, you definitely want a balance of power. However, you know, you want to have something that again is going to give other teams to play for. You know, if you put Vanderbilt in a in a conference with an Alabama and somebody else. You know, fr from a recruiting standpoint, who, who's going to want to go and play for play for Vanderbilt? Whereas, again, you take them and put them in at least a competitive like you want to have one that's going to be at least competitive with a Vanderbilt, Tennessee, Kentucky and maybe a Missouri. And although that may be probably the weaker of the pods, at least they're going to, you know, from their pod games, it's going to be a crapshoot. Who's going to win those games? And then who's to say they're not going to be able to sneak up and beat somebody else? However, from a recruiting standpoint, if I'm a recruit and I may not necessarily be a top tier recruit, I can sit there and say, you know what, I'm going to go to Vanderbilt and I'm going to go and be able to compete against a, you know, a, possibly a Kentucky or Missouri or somebody else. And, and Michael B., you said it, Vandy, Vandy and any <laughs> but has no shot. 
I mean, they just, they just, they just don't. So you at least want to just give them an, an, an opportunity just to try to be, try to be competitive. Um, and if, if they don't play the, if they don't play Missouri or Kentucky and, you know, maybe in Arkansas or somebody, they, they have no shot. I'll tell you this though. Now, if I don't know how this would work in other sports because this is so football based, <laughs> but if you had a pod set up for, you know, for baseball, right? Vanderbilt baseball is not a bad pod at all, right? So right. you kind of make it and take it, right? Like every school, every sport could do this differently, but take it, make it like an NL East, right? Where you have these teams play these divisions, play each other, whatnot, right? It, it could be done, right? So from a football standpoint, so what, if I'm not mistaken, what I'm hearing is if you, you put all like a murderer's row, right? Like you can look at the West right now, or for instance, putting Georgia, Bama, Auburn, Florida in one, right? The the best will, you know, the cream will rise to the top, right? Yep. And then yep. everybody else, it will, it, so what you're saying, it could create some kind of parity from that. Is that and it, and it will. I mean, you, you never know. Like I said, it's, it's, it's going to be one of those any, any given Saturdays, um, and, and it's funny because if you look on if you look on Twitter, you'll see they'll you know a lot of times they'll they'll post these tiers right these tier one teams tier two teams tier three teams, and 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 so w- what's the point of putting Alabama in a in a pod where you've uh, a ten uh, you know a, a Vanderbilt and a Kentucky Missouri or or, or somebody that's just kind of like you know and you're automatically thinking okay well Alabama has skated through there. They're not tested. They're ha- they hadn't really done anything versus, you know, just like Michigan, Ohio State play every year. I'd love to see Alabama and Georgia play every year and be in the same pod. And also, too, the other part is even if one of them loses a game, there's a good chance, hey, um, you know, uh, they're still going to be have an opportunity to play in the in, in the playoffs. They'll have an opportunity to, you know, maybe have a rematch at some point in time because, like you said, cream rises to the top. I think when the dust settles, it's probably always going to be Alabama and Georgia when we're competing for a national championship, one or the other. I think you could take it this way. Like, you now, obviously, you know, looking at a situation, right, which we could honestly make another show about how you determine conference championships, right? So we'll, I might save this for another day, but, you know, it might raise some questions if you have all those in one team, one all those teams in one pot, how it determines the conference championship seating per se, right? Uh, so, like I said, think that's something to ponder on, right, as we continue on through these uh, teams, uh, which is definitely interesting to hear, though. So thank you for, you, for that perspective, Juan. Uh, moving on, though, to our next team, Auburn Tigers, right? Obviously the pods, Alabama, Tennessee, Vanderbilt, but the crossover – Deep South Soldiers rivalry and bring in Texas A&M. Right? I think A&M and Auburn, right? When Auburn is hitting and, you know, clicking, right? I think Auburn and A&M sets up for a very good matchup. Uh, obviously, they play in the West right now. Uh, typically see some really good games out of these two teams. So keep, you know, there's no new rivalries per se, right, for Auburn here. But Auburn's more so keeping these older traditional rivalries intact, Right. So, like I said, it's a it's a blend of creating new rivalries and and preserving the older traditional rivalries. Auburn is a perfect example of preserving that. Uh, Do you see do you think the I know we've talked about the pod situation, but from a crossover standpoint, do you like the Georgia A&M setup? Yeah, I like it a lot. That's a that that that's a good look, Um, you know, and almost like, again, you take you you take and Auburn has murderers row. You know, you got Alabama, a, a great rising Tennessee team, Texas A&M with all those, you know, crazy, you know, re- re- recruits and all that. I mean, they that that that's that, that's a tough deal, but you know, that that that's just something that you want. Absolutely. So, obviously we talked about Auburn, and now we get to move on to another rivalry. There's lousy, stinking Florida Gators. You know how I feel about them one, but we got to do it. Obviously, Florida in the pod setup, you go South Carolina, Georgia, Kentucky, right? You get the cocktail party every year. But the crossover games, I think you go A&M, right? A&M and Florida has the potential, right, to be something. You don't really see this happen a lot, right? Uh, I would love to see this matchup, right, with A&M. If they're clicking Florida, it has the potential to be, you know, a team that's a very, you know, serious contender in the uh, the East currently. But every year they have a shot. 
uh, Florida kind of create a new rivalry there. But, but preserve that LSU game, right? I really do like, you know, I, I kind of look at it as a battle of DBU, right? Because they both claim DBU. But you get to see what teams, you know, each year they play, and it turns out to be pretty damn good games, right? Uh, you, you, how much crazy shit has come from this? You look at Marco Wilson's shoe toss, right? So crazy shit's happened, especially, you know, it seems like every year something crazy happens. So give me these five matchups for these for, for the Gators, and for me, I'm content with that. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, the, the only one I would switch out um... – the crossover game, I'd switch out Texas A&M with Texas, and 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 here's why. Um, if if you look at from a recruiting standpoint, right, uh, people are going to want to see Florida Georgia. They're going to want to see Florida Texas. You sit there and think about where these top recruits are. They're coming out of Texas. They're coming out of Florida. They're coming out of Georgia. So why not? you know, have the actual states, you know, play each other for these, you know, and, and basically what they're doing is they're, they're playing for the right to recruit these kids and for these, you know, these kids to come to their program. Um, obviously there's not, you know, there, there aren't any California teams that are, they're going to be adding into in there. But when you're looking at top tier recruiting, it's Florida, Georgia, and Texas. So that's the only one that I would put in. But other than that, I like it. You give me the perfect trans uh, transition point Juan. Uh, but before we transition, I do want to read some comments here. Uh, Rude says, or Michael B. also says, don't forget, in this theory, there will be additional rotational games, so you're around Robin-style games. Uh, and, then, and then Rude's, uh, no, yeah, sorry, Rude's also brings up a good point. Vandy will just, Vandy will just get killed in any pod, unfortunately. So, um, you know, and he, before we do this, how many, how many Texas recruits over the years have come to Georgia? Uh, he brings up Stafford, right? Uh, and that right there, that comment right there is going to be my perfect transition to the Georgia Bulldogs. So yeah. with, with this being said, here's my theory for our dogs. You have South Carolina, you have Florida, you have Kentucky. You keep the D South Soto driver as you saw with Auburn before, but put Texas on the matchup every year. I'll tell you why. How old has it become that we hear the Sam Ellinger we're back? We get this hurt all the time, and it is yet to be put in Texas's face, right? Yeah. <laughs> Give me Texas every year. Welcome to the SEC. You're not ready. Stick to, stick to this matchup right here. I'm telling you right now. With that being said, though, huge brands, Georgia, Texas, huge brands. Also, two huge recruiting states. You mentioned Florida and Texas. Give me Georgia and Texas. Georgia per capita is the hottest, hottest, hottest state in the land for elite talent. You know this, Juan. You're down there. Buford alone has some, has a ton of kids D1 ready. You know this. Give me Texas, Georgia, right? Texas is still running it about this bowl game that we lost by a touchdown, right? I get it. Give it to us every year. That's a marquee matchup. Tell me why Matthew McConaughey, who Matthew McConaughey would be screaming all right. Just saying, right? <laughs> so. Listen, I, I think, and obviously, like I said, Georgia's the perfect blend here. I, I wanted to make an example out of this. We talked about preserving these rivalries, right? You have to. But Texas and Georgia every year, that is a buildup for a, a true rivalry game because of the stakes that you could see if Texas gets it together, which I think they will. They get it together. They could become the powerhouse in the SEC as well. They could. They very well could. Maybe right now we're laughing at them. I get it. They have unlimited resources. They have a hotbed of a state. It could be done. But give me Georgia and Texas. Listen, it just makes too much sense for me. Now, I want to hear your thoughts on this one. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, I love it. I, I mean, again, anytime that we're going to go play – you know, that, that we're going to go play Texas. Either they come to us or we, you know, we, we, we come to them. I tell you what, it, it's going to be, it's, it's going to be awesome. I love it. You know, Rude says, you know, Texas, Georgia called the backyard barbecue brawl. Yes, indeed. Um, but, you know, what we need is we need Georgia to go to Austin and play and, and beat the brakes off of those guys because, again, that just kind of opens up recruiting. I mean, and, and the, again, the point that was just made the last time we really got somebody from Texas was 
you know, was, was Matthew Stafford. But if they get an opportunity to see our brand of football and, 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 and what it's all about, I just think that we're, you know, going to be able to, you know, pull in a few more, you know, a few more of those recruits. And again, you know, Georgia is, 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 is hot right now and they're going to continue to be hot. And uh, so for, for them to go up there to, to, to Texas and beat the brakes off of them, you know, every year, you know, and them come to us, I, I think that's going to be great. Now, now understand this, right? We've, we've saw Alabama's and Alabama had Oklahoma, right? Before set, while setting this up there, the thought of Al, uh, Georgia, Oklahoma, instead of Georgia, Texas crossed my mind. Right. And we all know why. But I think from a marquee matchup standpoint, Georgia and Texas every year makes too much sense not to because it will draw a ton of money whenever that game is played. It just makes sense. So keep in mind, I definitely thought about the, you know, the Georgia, Oklahoma situation. However, I think ultimately Bama and Oklahoma would be very interesting to see. And then Georgia, Texas is just must see at this point, especially when Texas gets going, because if, if, they are a sleeping giant. Whenever they get awoken, we know what they're capable of doing. So if they ever do that, think about Georgia and Texas both at the peak of their right at the peak of their performance and where they are, where they need to be. Must see TV. Moving on to the Wildcats of Kentucky one. Obviously, pod situation, South Carolina, Georgia, and Florida. Two crossovers, Ole Miss and Tennessee. I, I like the Kentucky-Tennessee matchup. I think, honestly, it, it to me, I, I think it's an interesting game every year. I, I, I do. I think that game is always interesting. But when you have Ole Miss-Kentucky, you have the potential for you know a good matchup. Because with uh, looking at it now, Lane Kiffin, high, high-powered mm-hmm. offense, and Kentucky's defense. Right? I think it's a good matchup <laughs> offense versus defense. So take Ole Miss-Kentucky – could could create a new rivalry. And then Tennessee-Kentucky is a good matchup that I think would be good to preserve uh, what they're talking about every year. What are your thoughts on this one? This is a tough one for me. Um, I mean, obviously, yeah, you got you to preserve that, you know, that, that, that border, border battle with that Tennessee-Kentucky. Um, yeah, that's just – I guess unless Kentucky continues to play some elite football, I mean, it's just, you know, there's just one of those teams that you're just kind of like, you know, let's just get it over with, you know, kind of like Vanderbilt. Like when you look at Vanderbilt and, you know, you're just kind of looking at wins and losses. Um, You know, I I think Kentucky will perform decently in this, in this pod, but, you know, I don't know how many people are, you know, jumping up and down to see them play Ole Miss or, or, or Tennessee. This is just a tough one for me. I think when it, well, I think when you look at it, right, like w- taking what what Tennessee is right now with Stoops, I think is is the key here for this. Yeah, and, yeah, and, that's and, true. And, and, and with the matter, right, understand with the understanding of we cannot predict the future. So these hypothetical models would be based off of current right now. Maybe right. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just right now, that, that it, it would just be a tough, you know. Again, like I said, you're you're looking at the the, you know, when you're looking at the other tier teams like the old misses and you know and all, you know, it, it it's you know a little bit more difficult like the Missouris and all that. But again, based off of what this pod is, I mean, it's it, it's going to be a pretty good pod, and it's uh, and the crossover games I think will be very competitive. I'm with you there. All right, so we're going to move on. Obviously, Kentucky's kind of a a wild card there, but we're going to move over to the Tigers, the Bayou Bengals down in Baton Rouge. All right. So with the, with the uh, pod setup, you have Missouri, Mississippi state and Ole Miss. And like I said, preserving these rivalries is a fact is, is a must here for LSU. You have to have Bama and you have to have Florida. I think those are the two best rivalry games on their schedule every year. So, you know, you could look at Auburn as well. I get that, but Alabama and Florida, in my opinion, would make more sense of, from a draw standpoint, uh, to have these as your crossover games. Thoughts on LSU? I like it. I do. I, I see them obviously winning this pod. But again, anytime that you're going to have LSU, Alabama on your schedule, th- those are going to be two must-see TV, uh, two must-see TV games. So I like it. Absolutely. So uh, before we go back, we'll go back here. Patrick says, "All I keep hearing is that Kentucky sports talk guy on TikTok last year kept saying we're coming." Did they never make it? I remember swatting up. 
I love it. I do too. Um, I love it. All right. So moving on from LSU, right? I, I think overall this is a good pod set for them. Uh, moving on to the Mississippi State Bulldogs, the Pirates, if you will, of Mike Leach. Obviously, their pod contains Missouri, Ole Miss, Tennessee. I mean, not Tennessee, but uh, LSU. Crossover games, Tennessee and Arkansas. All right. We talked about it. Arkansas, that's a good matchup. But I think – Kind of create a new rivalry, trying to see what can happen here, right? Trying to bring some relevancy to Mississippi State, right? It's kind of been one of those things where that school is – it's kind of like a dud in the West, right? Bring some matchups that I think could kind of get them going, right? And Tennessee, when they're hot, right, you could look at Tennessee as being a stepping stone to to push Mississippi State up if they were to beat them, right? But I think that could be a good rivalry to come into play. But it also has a potential, right? Like I said, unpredictability coming into play – it could be a good or it could be a bad, uh, you know, pod for them. Um, you know, hypothetically, right, LSU is always probably going to win this matchup. But, hey, we saw them go to seven overtimes. Remember that? Yeah, that's right. That's right. So anything can happen there uh, at Mississippi State. What are your thoughts on this one? And, and we'll try to move on to the next team because I don't Yeah, yeah, that. I like it. I, I like it. I, I, I think that they'll at least compete. And, and I do. I definitely like the crossovers. Fair enough. All right, moving on to the Missouri Tigers. Obviously, Missouri's pod, LSU, Mississippi State, Ole Miss. Crossovers of Texas and Vanderbilt, right? Texas and Vanderbilt. Listen, that that Big 12-type feel, right, the Texas and Missouri rivalry, There's that is a real thing. So you bring back that rivalry, and I think that is a good rivalry to have for Missouri, right, um, and then Vanderbilt, right? Listen, it's Vanderbilt. Okay. This might be one of the kind of a weak games to match, but let's be honest. I've seen weak opponents play really good games because they're both equally as bad. I think Missouri can get, you know, Missouri is going to get better eventually. You kind of have to think so, but regardless, like, you know, obviously Vanderbilt is one of those teams. You just have to have to, it's basically the, the shitty, you know, shitty team that you just have to deal with. Right. It's let's be honest, call a spade a spade. Um, you know, but my, my takeaway here, though, is, is the Texas-Missouri rivalry coming back. That's just my takeaway for this one. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm laughing at Patrick and Rhodes. Um, if you're not, if you know, you're not in the brigade, guys, you might want to come in. Cause it yeah. Getting hot I mean, Rhodes is like, you know, low-key Missouri has a tough schedule here. I mean, they've got a, a bomb. And, and Patrick said, I see one win on that schedule, maybe. <laughs> I mean, this is uh, – you know, obviously, like you said, I, I don't see them doing anything in their pod. They'll get blasted by by Texas, and then they're just basically going to have a, a battle on who's going to have the one win season. It's, it's the bottom. Um, it's the bottom bowl. It's the bottom. Bowl. It is. It's the bottom bowl. Who's going to have the one win season in the in the SEC? Um, you know, and then hopefully both of those um, both of those teams, Vanderbilt and, and Missouri, have like a whole lot of FCS schools. Um, to to kind of help them out. <laughs> so this poses a good question. Michael Michael B here says, "I know the pods are based on travel location, but does the SEC really care about travel like that? What are your thoughts on that? Like, I, I kind of don't know how to really answer that 100. percent But I'm gonna do my best, Mike. Um, you know, I look at it this way, right? I think ultimately, from a pod setup, right, you have to look at what can draw money, right, and you know." You also want to kind of try to somewhat balance it out, right? You don't want two crossovers from the same pod if you can avoid that, right? Um, but at the same time, you know, some look, Georgia has to go to Missouri every time, right? Like every year, every other year, I mean, Georgia has to go to Missouri. Right? It makes no sense for them to be an East opponent, right? So at some point, right, you try to about not really worry about the traveling as much, in my opinion, based off of scheduling, right, based off of these marquee matchups, because let's be honest. We're seeing it now where you have the big Fox noon kickoff, right? Big noon kickoff. And you're seeing SEC football have to compete with that. So, you know, just based off a of recent memory uh, for this season, you have South Carolina and Georgia at noon at Willie B this year. To me, it makes no sense. But I guarantee you, with it being on ESPN, the regular ESPN, they're balancing it to try to counter Fox noon kickoff. That's what they're doing, right? So, 
in, in my opinion, you know, it's just trying to compete, right? So marquee matchups could draw different ratings and stuff like that. It's it's a hot mess, but it's above my pay grade as well. Um, <clears throat> as the comment section gets even hotter. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just want to take a second to say thank you for coming in the the brigade. My God. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yep. Yeah, I am good. I'm dying slowly. Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Texas A&M, Arkansas, and Texas, Alabama, and South Carolina. I think that is a perfect setup because you have two huge brands again, Oklahoma, Alabama, and the South Carolina, Oklahoma thing. I'm telling you right now. Kind of build, try to build a rivalry out of this, right? South Carolina is going to be one of those, just in the, I hate to say it, but kind of one of those middle tier programs that can, right, if if the right things happen, can cause some chaos and havoc. But Shane Beamer, Spencer Rattler, Stogner, all this going to South Carolina, I'm just telling you, it you have you have that writing there, make something out of it. So put them in every year together. You know, listen, I, I'm sure, you know, Shane Beamer going back to, uh, Norman every other year would be fairly interesting, right? Willie B is probably one of the better SEC environments. Uh, you know, when Sandstorm's going, let's be honest, it, it's it's pretty interesting. So, in my opinion, I think obviously with you know, kind of like the Big Twelve pod, right? Let's be honest, it's what it is. Uh, you know, but then the Alabama and and South Carolina, it's a balanced crossover matchup, while honestly creating new rivalries and, and really a battle of the brands with Oklahoma and Alabama. What are your thoughts on that one? I do. I like it. Um, that, that Oklahoma Alabama matchup um, is, is, is going to be good. I, I, I don't know if I think it, I would switch out that South Carolina one and maybe put an LSU um, there. And, mm-hmm. and, and I only say that just because again, you go back to that, that semifinal where you had LSU and, and, and Oklahoma for that semifinal, um, you know, with Joe Burrow and that group, uh, I, I think Oklahoma is probably, you know, want, wanting to, you know, take on LSU right now. And, and, and I think that that could be something that's that that's huge. Um, but uh, other than that, I like it. I mean, Oklahoma, I think that they're going to be very competitive um, and, and I think they're going to be pretty good. See, my, my thoughts on this uh, when setting this up on LSU being one of the founding members of SEC and stuff like that having the Alabama game and having the Florida. See, I think you could look at it as being interchangeable with Florida, Oklahoma, right? Uh, but I, like I said, for me, I value that rivalry that's been built currently with LSU and Florida. Uh, so, you know, obviously that's, a, you know, that was kind of a, a matchup in my head. Fortunately, you get four, uh, four round robin games, so it could happen uh, every so often as well. So, you know, that's the good thing about Texas and Oklahoma coming in as well to, um, you know, into the SEC. With that yeah. being said, let's move on to the Ole Miss Rebels, right? Ole Miss Rebels, uh, Missouri, Mississippi State, LSU, uh, crossovers being Kentucky and South Carolina. Like I said, I you know trying to avoid two crossovers within the same uh, pod turned out to be actually impossible at this point for me. Um, but I do think Ole Miss and South Carolina would be kind of an intriguing matchup to see. I, I really think so. Uh, however, it could also be a, a dud battle, a dud matchup, right? You have the potential to be either way here. Uh, Kentucky and Ole Miss, we've already talked about this with Kentucky. I think it, it's the same way, right? So this one's kind of one of those things where, you know, this is kind of an it's a what-if situation here uh, in, in the pod for Ole Miss. But I want to hear what you have to say about this one. Uh, before I do, uh, My- Michael B., you made an excellent point. He said, the thing I like about the pods – uh, is if you stay four years, you would have played every team um, in the conference at, at least once. And, and, and I love that because so, you know, the, at the time that I played at Georgia, I mean, I, I never had an opportunity to play against Arkansas or LSU or, you know, to have the opportunity to go down to and, and, and play LSU, which I thought would have been which I thought would have been great. And so having the opportunity to go around and play these different, these different teams, I mean, I, I think that'd be great. So that, that's a great point. Um, as, as, as far as this one, Ole Miss, again, I, I like the, you know, it, it's 
it'll be a competitive pod with them and LSU and, and Mississippi State, and I do like those crossover games. Yeah, no, I, I think you look at it, and like I said, I, I really enjoyed that take, Mike. I really like that comment. It makes 100 sense, uh, 100% accuracy right there, too. So, you know, definitely it would be nice, right? It kind of brings some parity and balance, right? Like, it's just one of those things. With that being said, let's move on to the Gamecocks of South Carolina. South Carolina, Georgia, Florida, and Kentucky with your Ole Miss and Oklahoma, kind of similar here. I think the Oklahoma and, and South Carolina thing could could be a uh, a budding rivalry per se. And I think the Ole Miss and South Carolina game, I'm going to go back on this. Listen, I definitely think that there's an intriguing potential for this matchup. Uh, we'll quickly go over this one. Juan, what are your thoughts on this pod setup? Um, I do. I, I, I like it. I like it. Um, you know, Beamer's, you know, doing, doing some good things. I, I think a good introduction for, for OU is going to be South Carolina. And I think I like the South Carolina Ole Miss matchup as well. So, I, I mean, I, I think this is going to be pretty good. It won't be as, you know, a, a super competitive pod for, you know, or, or super competitive situation for South Carolina. However, you know, I, I think, again, going out there, playing different teams, I think this will be a perfect situation for them. Absolutely. We're going up to Rocky Top now, boys. Tennessee Vols, Alabama, Auburn, Vanderbilt, and then Mississippi State and Kentucky. With that being said, like I said, Mississippi State is an always an interesting team. At Tennessee, you you know, you're kind of, you know, kind of a sleeping giant as well in the SEC. So I definitely think there's some intrigue there if you play them every year, right? What could happen at Mississippi State? What could happen? And then that border robbery with Tennessee and Kentucky. I think the main takeaways here for Tennessee is preserving the Alabama robbery. Right? That's the biggest matchup there. And Tennessee fans will tell you that they, they legitimately hate Alabama, right? You look at Tennessee, could have Florida, could have Georgia. I just think that preoccupied, right? Georgia is preoccupied, Florida is preoccupied. Ten Tennessee, you know, I still think there's some intrigue there for those crossovers. But that's why the round-robin games are, too. Think about this. You know, obviously, these would be permanent fixture games. However, when you look at a Tennessee, Florida or a Tennessee, Georgia, once every four years or whatever the case may be, you're going to be very excited to play them. Right. It, it, it could you have bragging rights for four years, especially if Tennessee were to get good within the three years that Georgia hasn't played or, you know, within the three years that that Florida hasn't played Tennessee. What if Tennessee becomes a powerhouse? Right. And then what does that mean for a Georgia, Tennessee matchup when you see it once every four years? There, there's a potential there to be some very intriguing talk uh, come that season, right, with this set, uh, with this format. So, you know, just because it's not one of the five fixture games, definitely, you know, looking into it, right, it gives you some time for Tennessee to build up, right, it gives time for, you know, things can happen within that time for between the next matchup, right? So, and it's, like I said, it's not your division matchup like Georgia and, and Texas a and That shit's gone with this model. So, Definitely something to keep an eye out for with these round robin games, for sure. I feel like we don't talk about the round robins here so far that much. But um, what are your thoughts on this uh, quickly with uh, Tennessee's uh, pod setup? Yeah, I, I, I like their pod. I, only one I'd, I'd switch out Mississippi State and maybe give them an Arkansas. I think historically mm -hmm. Tennessee, Arkansas has had some big time major battles back in the day. You know, the Darren McFadden's and, and all that group. So I, I would switch those two. Outside of that, I mean, it looks pretty good. Absolutely. Now we're going back out west. We're going to those Aggies, right? Aggies, Oklahoma, Arkansas, and Texas in your pod. Crossovers of Florida and Auburn. Uh, like I said, I like this pod setup. I think it's definitely a daunting task for uh, Texas A&M, uh, especially looking at it right now. <clears throat> Auburn, will, if they get it together, this could be a murderer's row. It really could. Um, yeah. But other than that, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I, I agree um, that this could be that this could be a tough one. Um, I, I would say I would probably switch. I would probably switch that Florida game and maybe put in Alabama. Because right now, what's going on with Saban and and and. Uh, mm. <laughs> 
you know, what's going on with, with with those two right now. I mean, it's 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 ugly. And then and, and that probably I wouldn't be surprised if, if that almost, re, re, you know, replaced that good old fashioned hate. I mean, those two absolutely abhor each other. And like, so yeah. I, 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 you know, I, I'd love for that to be one of the, one of those crossover games because that, that can be, you know, probably as ugly as the as the Auburn. I, I'd, I'd almost venture to say right now you'd have Alabama fans that are probably more Auburn fans than they would be Texas and him right now. That's Holy how shit. that's how ugly it is right now. Holy shit. And that's- it's it's going to get it's going to get worse. There you go. Saving and Jimbo in the octagon. Yeah. <laughs> God, Jake Paul, where are you? Sign this up. Yes, sir. <laughs> so you can go on about that. No, that 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 is a good point. I, I just think that, you know, ultimately, like A and M with with this schedule right here, I, I kind of want to see Florida get involved with Texas, right? So get them into get them into Texas, right? Uh, like you mentioned earlier, that Texas Florida thing. I want to see that battle. Right. I want to see that from a recruiting standpoint. I want you know what I mean? I think that has some intrigue there to build ultimately because what are recruits going to look at? Are they are they going to want to go to Florida because of this or do they want to stay at home? It, definitely some intrigue there across the board. Across the board. All right, moving on to those uh the horns down. Okay. Um Oklahoma, Arkansas, AM. Like I said, keep that Missouri and then the Georgia rivalry. Um you know, talked about it from a Georgia perspective. Texas standpoint, listen, your four, four of your five are old traditional rivalry games, right? Old traditional rivalry. So you're literally getting from a Texas standpoint, a lot of your historic rivals are every single year now. So you get that fixated, consistent rivalry game feel every single time. Listen, if you have, say, if you have, you know, obviously you have it at the Cotton Bowl, but if you have AM in Missouri in Austin, you're going to sell out like Texas and Missouri hate each other. Like they do. They really do. And Arkansas is the same way. Arkansas hates Texas. They hate Texas. So you like those four alone right there. But then, like I said, it's the battle of the brands. Austin versus Athens. Perfect matchup set up from a, from a revenue standpoint, period. But let's hear what you got to say about this one. And we'll move on to the next team. Yeah, I, I I second it. I, I think this is great. I mean, I, I wouldn't change a thing. I would not change a thing. All right, you ready for a very very fast one, Juan? Here we go. Last but not least, actually, la- actually last <laughs> and very much least, Vanderbilt, <laughs> Alabama, Auburn, Tennessee, Arkansas, Mizzou. Listen, loss, 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 loss. Maybe win. All right, Patrick called it pest. We're gonna leave it at that. Enough talk about Vanderbilt. That's enough. I didn't even want to talk about them, but we have to. Moving on. So for a recap, one here would be some notable matchups. If this theory were every year, every year, these would be your notable matchups, in my opinion. Georgia, Texas, Alabama versus Oklahoma, Florida versus AM. Your Alabama LSU matchup. South Carolina, Oklahoma, I think would be actually a good matchup. Uh, Texas, Missouri. Uh, Deep South Saltus rivalry, LSU and Florida. Would you add any other notable matchups here? Um, like I said, I, the only one I would I would really want to see every year is, is going to be Georgia, is Georgia Alabama. You know, I, I'd love for the SEC to have a situation like the Big, like like the Big Ten, where every year you're going to see Michigan and and Ohio State. The same thing with the you know the former Big Twelve. Every year you would see Oklahoma Texas. Um, you know, and, and those were pretty much the top tier of, of, of each of those conferences. I'd love to see Alabama and Georgia play every year. You know, well, uh, Roots mentions UGA versus Tennessee. If that was a hypothetical matchup that, you know, that was proposed, you have that matchup every year. And I think Roots talking about the uh, Texas and uh, LSU, perhaps. I don't know, Juan. Uh, Roots, let me know in the comments which one specifically here. Winner has recruiting rights to the loser state for a year, essentially. And I'm, and that's where I'm thinking the Florida, Texas, or the Georgia, Texas, to be honest. Yep. Yep. Um, so I mean, either way, I think either way you look at that situation, right? From a Texas, Florida, or right, Texas, Georgia at that point. But all these school, all these states are hotbeds for talent anyway. So technically Georgia could say, Hey, I came into Texas, I beat your ass. And Ruse is talking about Georgia versus Texas. So yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it's the same as the Georgia Florida, right? So if you think from a Georgia standpoint, since this is a Georgia podcast, right? Georgia could go to Jacksonville, beat Jack, uh, beat them in Jacksonville. You have that, you have that bragging right. You go to Austin and beat them. Guess what that means? Hey, why you want to go to Texas when you got to come to Georgia and beat up on Texas every year, right? Huge recruiting, huge recruiting stakes there. While making money because of two huge brands. So, listen, there's like either way you look at it. There's several different you know ways to spin it. But the, but the four team pods with with three pod matchups, two crossovers, four round robins, you're getting a good blend of new rivalries, preservation of old rivalries, bragging rights, recruiting, and then obviously you know like like you said like you know like you're hearing right? big risk and big reward. Yep. Right? You try to be as balanced as you can, right? You, obviously, we can't predict the future, but try to be somewhat balanced here. Just saying, it is is the best way to, right? Georgia can go to a Kyle Field every so often, right? Not twelve plus years, right? That's important because from a Georgia fans, right? The Georgia fans travel so well. Tell me they wouldn't. How how would they handle going to Austin every year? Other year, I mean, right? Or when Georgia goes to Norman, right? And, and let's flip it around. How is Georgia going to turn up when Texas comes to town every year? Or every other year, I keep saying that, but every other year, yeah. or yeah. Georgia, Bama, every four years. How's that going to look? There's there's so many potential matchups that's going to drive so much revenue, right? We just talked about this yesterday. Georgia's planning to spend eighty some more million for renovations to Sanford Stadium, your new tennis facility. You're paying Monken two million now. Like Georgia's willing to spend money. And, and the fact that if you had this matchup, like these matchups every single year with the four round robins, holy shit, the money that could be made. TV deals are going to get insane when you have a Georgia, Texas, a Georgia, Florida every year. Like there's so much money to be made. Bama, Oklahoma every year. Interesting. Now, you said Bama and Texas would be interesting, too. Like it'd be it'd be insane. It just would be. It really would. Yeah. Uh, overall, though, I want to get y'all thoughts from the brigade. Uh, definitely want to to hear what y'all have to say. Uh, one, overall, I think the pod situation has to be the way this moves forward, right? Yep. The divisions, you cannot have eight and eight because what we're seeing right now is seven. There's no reason teams are not – teams are going over a decade before playing. It just makes no sense. It just doesn't. So pods has to be the way. Added a little twist, though, the two crossover games. I'm a fan of the crossover games. I really am. But, you know, you have two, that way you can have some flexibility, right? You know, if, if Georgia had just one, think about it. You would have the old Deep South South rivalry. But what about those new rivalries that you could get every year, uh, a la Georgia, Texas? I love it. Brigade, let me know what y'all say. Oh, my goodness. The Juan fan club is beginning. I love it. You got one physically laughing out loud. Yeah, that's yeah, they they were they were going back and forth earlier on who's going to, you know, serve what role. Um, you know, if I'm the president, I I definitely at least want to have a role in it too. So <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you know, so just saying. So you you heard it here first. Uh, co-signed by Patrick. Uh, Michael also says pods is a must. There you go. Um, overall, listen. <laughs> The Juan fan club is coming. All right. If you're in the if you're in the uh, if you're in the Bones Brigade, make sure to like, follow, subscribe. Right. Listen, that's how we grow. You want to get more folks in here having Juan fan club? Let's get it done. That's yep. how we do. It. Grow. My campaign yeah. slogan is going to be sixty-three and three. So sixty-three to three. That's going to be the campaign slogan. <laughs> sixty-three to three. But, but shit, not me. <laughs> so I mean, listen. Listen, we're gonna we're gonna get to we're gonna make a campaign edit for one, okay? Listen, it's getting time for them elections, man. I'm just saying right now, we gotta we gotta campaign. <laughs> we gonna campaign. <laughs> oh, there we go. See, I told you. Look, there's there it is right there. Yeah. Bonds is a must. Juan Daniels for president, 633. Fair enough. Go dogs. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right. With that being said, listen, everybody, remember, remember those that have fallen. Okay, have a have a 
very good Memorial Day weekend. I hope everybody enjoys their weekend. Be safe. I have a feeling there's going to be lots of booze consumed, boats, right? Listen, be careful. We know. Be careful. Uh, and listen, just remember, understand what this means, right? Memorial Day weekend, what it means. Uh, if you see a veteran, let them know, hey, we ain't forgot about those that follow. Okay. Uh, with that being said, have a great rest of your day. We will be, well, we're going to be off Monday in observance. So we will be back next week uh, for another edition of this uh, DGD podcast, per se. Uh, the Juan Fan Club, make sure to get, you know, ring the bell, right? Ring the bell if you're on YouTube, get notified so you can come in and campaign live. Okay. Uh, just leaving that there, right? You know, simple enough. Uh, Juan, is there, is there any parting words, if you will, before we wrap this thing up and go home for the weekend? Well, those 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 famous two words, go dogs. Keeping it Happy simple. Memorial Day weekend. Keeping it simple. All right, guys, with that being said, have a great weekend and go dogs. Go dogs.